so we're gonna talk about i think your definition of god yeah let's just start let's just start casually your your definition is way i think your concept of god is more interesting kind of don't want to want to i kind of want to know where it comes from as well all right, well, welcome everyone to uh, Conscious Computers. <laughs> oh man, it used name. to be entitled. It used to be Enlightened NPCs, but uh, after we fired, fired Julian, we're no longer enlightened. <laughs> yeah, Julian was the enlightened element. He was the enlightened element. We were so, just NPCs. <laughs> so, um, so ever since we fired him, we've had to come up with a new name. Indeed. So. Uh, before I, yeah, we're going to talk about God. Um, but before I go into my spiel, uh, I want to know what your belief is, Aubrey, so that I can kind of like have some context as to who I'm talking to. Um, what my, what belief is? Well, I asked you if you had, uh, like, you said that I had a definition of God, and I asked if you had a definition of God, and you said, well, I have a belief. Yeah, I have a belief. What's your um, belief? My belief... Well, I'm very... I'm very... Um, practical. Well, not practical. I think... not. I don't think my belief is anything unordinary or special. Does that make sense? You mean like a lot of other people have the same belief? Yeah, yeah, it's not special anyway. All right, go on. Um, it's I, you know, I'm very, I'm almost ninety percent in the Christian Catholic field. I would say. Okay, so you believe uh, in heaven? Yeah, I think so. And what is, what is like? What are the details about heaven? Um, to me, it's an existence. So this is where I'm a little different. I, I, I simply believe in an existence after death that's not suffering. Okay, so, so it's not I, necessarily say, paradise. Not necessarily paradise. When I say not suffering, I'm not, I'm not saying like a lot of people conceive like... I'm not... When I say belief, some people believe things and there's there's things that that they wholeheartedly know that that might not necessarily be a belief. Does that make sense? You mean they believe it, but they're not sure about it. Right, right. And but there, I mean, I'm personally, I'm very, very solid and very, very sure on the concept that there is at least after death an existence that's not painful, not of suffering, but there is something else. Now, I would believe um, with less certainty in some questions in a, in a heavenly afterlife for sure um, and why do you why do you believe it is it just something you kind of want to believe so you choose to can't shake it no i can't shake it so it's kind of like an intuition oh my god yes but that's the best word for it um yeah, just yeah. Well, well, we were talking about this last night, and it, it's like that moment before you fall asleep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's almost like, like there's a moment before you fall asleep where you have this weird feeling, like 
you know you're going to go to black, but you're not afraid or panicked or upset. There's, there's this brief instance of tranquility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I definitely believe that happens for sure. Just, just because it's like, again, it's like falling asleep or I've, I've been in, put into, I've been anesthetized many times for surgeries and stuff. So I kind of know this fading to black feeling. I think death is actually uh, people. I think people want to make death different. I don't think it's that different from being anesthetized or falling asleep on a mortal physical level. I think this feeling is probably very, very similar. I mean, people have described drowning the same way like before actually drowning people that have been revived described the moment of, of euphemism, euphemism, euphoria, <laughs> euphoria, <laughs> a moment of euphoria and peace right before they actually drowned. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the brain is obviously doing something to compensate for what's actually happening. Clearly. I think we're, I think the brain's tricking us to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where the belief comes from. That same thing. And it's like when you sleep, when you wake up, if you sleep and you don't have a dream, we talked about this last night off off recording, that when you have these sleeps, these sleeps, these sleep sessions where you don't dream, it, when you're asleep, you don't feel anything. You don't feel pain. You don't remember feeling an anguish. It just happened and you were just not conscious. And so that's kind of my evidence for an existence of a void, of a void after death. Right. So in, in the void, there being a void after death uh, fulfills my criteria of at the bare minimum, there is not a realm of, there is at least an existence that's not, it's not eternal pain. Like the bare minimum is the void to me. Yeah, right. For, so that's my kind of scientific approach. My religious approach is, is very Catholic, very Christian, and I do want to have faith and believe in, in my personal religion, and I do. But my scientific approach kind of falls in underneath it right there. So you said in last episode that you think about death like every day. Every day. And you have lots of like paraphernalia of angels and skulls and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I have have, on my desk right now, I have on each side of my bedtime tables, I have the, the mother, the traditional Los Santos candles, the Mother Mary candles. I've got a stone statue of a cherub. Um, both of my bedside table holding containers are skull shaped. I have three skulls on the other side of my bed, several black candles, and then a bunch of various jewelry objects that are uh, angel, death, satanic uh, symbols. Yeah. What inspires that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've always been into that. That's just like an always um, a scene I've been really into. It's the phase. No. Uh, <laughs> well, you like you're into like kind of like hard rock, right? And those oh, things kind of go together. Ver- ver- no, I mean verified metalhead beyond hard rock. Verified metalhead, not even a question. And metal, metal uh, integrates those symbols a lot. Uh, there's yeah, there's 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 this weird intersection with metal and satanic symbol symbols and death and there's yeah there's intersects i don't know why honestly because a lot of these guys if you 
watch interviews with them, it's like, okay, like you guys are clearly not saying this. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some hardcore bands that are into some really dark shit that have you can look up documentaries. There are bands that have killed goats on stage during their shows in the Netherlands and shit like that. So I mean, don't get me wrong. And there's like that guy, uh GG um what's his name? Oh, did you watch that 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 video they did on YouTube? What video? There was a there was a uh, YouTube art of I think it was a Vice documentary that that focused on one of these heavy, heavy deathcore metal bands. Yeah, uh, in the Netherlands, I think. Or There's some crazy True Norwegian bands black. Yeah, they focus on black metal. Um, and the band was Gorgoroth. The band was Gorgoroth. What's the difference between like black metal and death metal and all that, all the different metals? <laughs> um, well, it's kind of like EDM and it's very similar to the similarities and differences between, between like EDM and um, house and, and um, dubstep, I think. Uh, so it's rhythmic? A, yeah, you have a core set. Well, you have a core set of rules. In the case of the EDM distinctions, it's rhythmic. Um, when it can be rhythmic, black metal specifically um, is very extreme, and it's a derivative of heavy metal. Um, it's very, very fast, um, high distortion, and, and really raw lo-fi recording. Okay. So it's a very, very raw, um, raw sound. What was the other question? The other genre you want to know Death about? Death metal. What is it? Death metal. Death metal, I'm not very versed in. Uh, yeah, I'm not super versed in. Let's see what. All right, so. Um... I'm looking at the band. Okay, so, well, so, like, Slayer is a, is a technically a death metal band, but. Um, I'm trying to think. You when you look at when you look at metal, um, it's interesting because a lot of these bands cover things like murder, serial killers, torture, genocide, Satanism, hate crimes, terrorism, religion, anti-religion, Nazism, racism, war, prison. They cover these insane topics. A lot of these metal songs do, which is very interesting. Yeah, uh, from I mean, a base you know, System of a Down, right? Oh yeah, insane. They have so right. many political songs, historical yeah. songs. I mean, well, you know, Slayer has a song that's literally about Auschwitz. No, no, no bullshit. It's about Auschwitz. Um and that people rioted and got mad at them and all this bullshit about you know how horrible it was and you know um they just came out and said, well, if this was printed in a book, you would call it a history book. Why is it any different that we're seeing it? We're not praising them. We're just telling you, we're telling you as what happened. You, maybe you're not supposed to feel good about it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, music is a very uh, visceral art form. So it probably, some people just reading it. It might not trigger them, but hearing it like in a metal song, or well, or or it's or a lot of people aren't initiated into a certain scene, and then something like this goes publicly. I can't believe there's music in there like this. Sing like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like back when hip hip hop in the early two thousands was going. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, but anyway, so besides the distinctions in metal and beside their obsession with yes, I I have um, a lot of intersections with the metal scene. I have a lot of intersections with these different symbolic things that I like. Cool. All right. So what to transition now? What was the uh, what was the question you had for me? My definition of God. Well, I, I know yours roughly, but yours is a lot very atypical. And I, well, I want to know where yours comes from. Okay. Give it to us. Give us your belief system, and then tell us where it comes from. All right. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's a lot. I'm pretty sure it's self actualized, right? Yes. It's a very self actualized belief. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I was inspired, of course, growing up by philosophers and Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, Anybody anybody in a specific namesake? um, Oh, tons. I mean, uh, modern or traditional? Just to name a few. uh, Both. so on the modern side of things, there's people like uh, this guy, Leo Jura. He's had a huge impact on me. Um, people like Why? Ram Das and Eckhart Tolle. Um, just he, Leo, his, uh, the way he puts his beliefs are very unique. Um, but they're also very rational and very scientific and logical. And, I don't see like a lot of the new age um, philosophers like it's not that they're wrong, but they don't really talk about their beliefs in a scientific way. So when you find someone who's like really spiritual, but also really scientific, it's a, uh, it's pretty refreshing. Right. Um, I like, I like Alan Watts actually for the same reason is he was the interesting ex- thing to me. Go ahead. We'll finish with that on Alan Watts for me. Oh, just he's he's like super metaphysical, but also very scientific. These modern philosophers interest me because I try to understand why they're well, maybe because they spend all their time thinking. But if you look at traditional philosophers, they kind of they kind of gained authority and namesake because in a time where people really weren't thinking about things, they were spending their entire lives thinking. But now, the modern philosopher I think has a different problem. Is he said there's been all this extra time to think about things. Um, you know, why is the modern philosopher different than you and me? I guess is what I'm asking. You know, in, in the age of Neomachian ethics, for example, the average person wasn't at the same intelligence level that we are, nor were they being trained in basic philosophy in high school and college. You know what I'm saying? The, the right. world was a different place. How, how is, where does the, where does a mod, how do you become a modern philosopher? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. Is anyone really reinventing the wheel at this point? Um, well, I think it's it's dangerous to believe that there's no room for innovation because by believing that, you actually might be preventing innovation. Um, so I think that there are still... Fair, fair. Fair, well played. And I think if when you listen to someone like Alan Watts, um, mm-hmm. he's not he's repeating a lot of stuff, but he's also he's framing okay. things in new ways. And another thing too is like part of the job of the philosopher is to take 
ancient wisdom and find a way to apply it to the the like problems of modern society. So like okay. the philosophy of you know AI. For yeah, example. yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. You, you know, um, yeah. I'm with you. Modern world, modern modern applications. Okay. So there's these modern philosophers. What about the old heads? What do you got for the traditional? Maybe edu- philosophers that are typically given in the education system. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty basic. Like Buddha is really dope. really Buddha. Yeah, Buddha's great. I mean, interesting. But here's the thing about the old guys: is like you don't. Mm-hmm. It's they're really just names at this point. You don't really know what they really said and what's really attributed to them. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long, like, who knows what these guys really said. There's actually a, uh, there's a, a magnet on my fridge that says, like, I never said any of that shit, <laughs> and it's a Buddha quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, interesting. But yeah, I mean, ideas are eternal. Ideas don't need names to exist. Right, right yeah. It's it's really less, It's it's not as important about who came up with it it's more about like do you understand it and what it means so give us your god definition then ready all right um so what is your belief system it's extremely simple at the core of it so Uh let me just try to simplify i already don't i know how i know i already know how this goes with you oh well why don't you why don't you say it then (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I already know how very simple. I don't. I know what your idea of a very simple idea is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so God is mm-hmm. the universe. So the universe was created by by God, and what God okay. is is so before before the universe, there was a th- there was a thing. Okay, no, no, there. Okay. <sighs> Okay, so the word universe, it literally means one story, right? If you break it down into its etymology, it means one story. So well, the same when we talk about a video game universe or a novel universe, yeah, that's easy to conceive. Yeah, so it's it is sort of like a fractal in the sense that you take you take. You said this was simple. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, okay, fine, fine. Let, Let me. Let me say. Let me try to say it in one sentence, and then we can go, go into it. the details. Yeah, yeah, and no, no run-ons either. Okay, God is the one uh-huh. infinite being. Okay. No, that always that, is, always uh, will be, always was, right. and creates you're everything. Words now you you already said it's one <laughs> infinite being, so you're wasting words. That makes sense to me. That's that's the, we're on the same definition as of right now. Okay. Well, but. When you say the one infinite being, my 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 philosophies about the afterlife would suggest that we are all infinite, right? That and that's where fractals come in. Within Talking every universe, there within every infinite universe, there are infinite other universes, and it like it just continues. It can, it's a strange loop. It continues zooming in forever, so that the the end becomes the beginning, and the smallest thing is is next to the largest thing. It's the, the, you know, the serpent eating its own tail. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me as well, because I think for someone that's confused, we can say um, very simply, it's kind of like how you can simulate a computer on a computer, right? 
Yeah. And with enough power you on that simulated, um, you can simulate a desktop. You could theoretically simulate another desktop. With with enough computing power, you could simulate another one and another one and another one infinitely. Right. And um, yeah, I mean that's I think that's the most um, uninitiated basic way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's that's a simple, very simple definition, but and it really is that simple. But it so like just just repeating that to yourself over and over again. Like, yes, it's true and it's beautiful and profound, but there's so much more. I don't think it is. I don't think it's beautiful. I think it's horrible. It's horrifying. (laughs) I want well, well, well. It's well, not. No, it's horrifying to a lot of the world because it rejects this concept that a lot of Christian or Anglo-Christian based religion says that we're special, we're the only special people and God only made us and it's only us and we go to heaven after and that's it. And that pretty much says, nah, bro. I mean, that really what you're saying is we ain't special for shit. Well, right. What it, well, maybe that's how you interpret it, but what it means to me is that... Uh, you are God and you now this is where you lose me. I've heard this argument. How do you figure? Well, there's only one. If I'm the one infinite being. Yeah. Why can I not, um, summon you directly next to me? This very instant because the infinite, so the infinite being, look, well, we're calling it God, mm-hmm. uh, it has infinite power and, yes. In a, in a sort of paradoxical sort of way, it uses its own infinite power to limit its power. So it's like the the question of like, how could God create a rock that, like, how could yeah, the all power? It's a, it's a it's a very it's a very typical. Um, that's a very famous paradox, right? And the paradox says, can your God create a rock so heavy that he cannot lift? So let's compare it to a game. He's not all power. If he if he can't, he's not all powerful. Well, because he can. If he can, the minute he creates that rock, he's no longer all powerful. Either way, there cannot exist that is all powerful. By that paradox's definition, there are some limitations on on this god being. But they're created by itself. So, I, I like to use the analogy of a commitment. Um, when God makes a commitment, it's you know, it's, okay, so it's a let's, commitment. Let's, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So you're. Let's rewind. You're saying this is to make it even more complicated. You're saying there was a singularity where God existed with all power, and then He said, said or 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 made it so that there must be limitations on such power. I think so. To use the analogy of a game. If you're playing a game, right, and we're both very if something's hard coded, right? Hard coded. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, go ahead. I think that's where you're going. Um, if the game is, if it is impossible for you to lose the game, you're gonna get bored yeah. pretty quickly, right? So, in the same way, when God is sitting at the center of the universe with infinite power, infinite creative potential can just literally do whatever it wants, controls everything. It like it just gets boring. It's like, you know, where's the thrill? Where's the risk? So why would it, God it, need a thrill or a risk? 
Well, it doesn't. It doesn't need it, but it desires it. So it creates, it incarnates as a human being in order to experience a game where there's risk, there's nope, challenge. No, nope, I'm losing, I'm losing the entire argument. Right. Completely lost me now. You completely lost me. Okay, so rewind here. So you've got God. He's not all powerful, but he made us for fun. No, he didn't. No, no, no. He didn't make us. He. He didn't make us. No. You are God, and you created yourself as possibly, a human. We can't. We can't possibly be the same being. Who? Me and God. It's not possible. Why not? Well, because that would imply the that only I'm possibility. the same. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. That would imply that I'm the same being as um, the one that created the entire universe. It's clearly not possible. No, that's exactly what what I'm saying. Why do you? Why would you say that? Who else? What do you mean? There's only one being in the entire universe. That by so who logic? else would have created it? Yeah, there's it's that's there's one story. There's one being in the whole universe. It's God. It's the one mm-hmm. infinite being. Okay, he is simultaneously us as well. Well, he's, are you saying it more in the Christian definition? Like he's within us. A piece of him lives in us. No, no, no. It's not my my understanding of God is not very Christian um, because most Christians will externalize God, whereas I'm saying. Meaning- I'm saying that, that you that you are looking through the eyes of God right now. I can believe that perfectly fine, but for, for a very Christian reason. <laughs> What's that reason? Because a piece of him is within me. Well, I mean, I guess that that does kind of align because with what, with my understanding. What what what, you, what what can I tell you where your understanding misses for me? Yeah. How are you gonna? How are you gonna propose that that this being that created everything is also humans who can't create everything? Did this being also create ants? Yeah, everything. Why did he make ants and then humans? And his are the ants also God as well? Well, everything because is I God. Crush, I can crush the ants at will. The the creator and the creation are one. So I'm with you on that one. I, I'm with you. It's like if I take um if I take a bunch of toy soldiers, plastic toy soldiers, right? And I submerge them in jello. Right? And I say, so the jello is God, and because the toy soldiers are now a part of the jello, they are also God. Is that what you're saying? Um I mean, sure, yeah, but but I'm saying I'm just saying everything is God. Like, there isn't a single thing that is not God because everything, everything comes from the Creator, which is God, and the so creation are you, are you, and the Creator are one. Are you pointing to like a universal energy then? Yeah, yeah, you could call it that. Does it run through only living things? No, I mean, well, really? well that, that's so the, my coffee cup contains part of this cosmic universal energy. Oh yeah, everything. I mean, um, I've so this, I've so talked no, 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 to I'm, inanimate I'm, objects. Like if you if you take enough psychedelics, you you'll just start mm-hmm. talking to 
You can talk to your coffee mug. <laughs> heard this one before. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's like you can talk to trees, easy. Uh, you can talk to walls. You, you, can, you can talk to mold, dude. I've talked this to mold cosmic, No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. This cosmic. So you believe? I'm, I'm trying to get a a lay person's definition because someone else that you try whenever you try to explain this, you come off as an insane human being. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to not water it down, but simplify this into more understanding. You do. You believe in a, in a universal cosmic energy or a substance. I think an energy is too defined. It's a substance, right? Um, it runs through all things. It's basically it's like atoms, cosmic atoms of sort, right? No, that's that's not how I would put it. It's uh, it's. It just is everything. Like, it's atoms. Yeah, at, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anything, anything that you could possibly imagine is it. Congratulations. Um, anything that you can imagine is this, or has this in it? Both. I mean, there's. Pick one. <laughs> There's no. There, you say there isn't really. Okay, okay, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Would you say a piece of paper is made of paper, or would you say a piece of paper has paper in it? A piece of paper is made of paper. I don't. I don't but understand has, the point of the question. <laughs> like a piece of paper. Well, 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 paper well, is just paper. Am I made up of this cosmic substance, or do I have it running through me? Well, both. I mean, it, like I said, it's everything. So, it's 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 running through you. You are it. It's like there's nothing that is not it. Do you see any problem with this extremely vague, undefined version of reality? Um, not really. Uh, the we think very different. So, like, reality doesn't really have any substance. Like, Explain. Well, because well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. To me, right now, it sounds like you don't really believe in anything. To me, what you're saying is everything just is. It's kind of it kind of is that way. It's it's one of those things of like, like the the the, ext- the extremes meet. I I believe in everything, so that it kind of is the same as believing in nothing in a sense. I mean, I believe. I believe in the present moment as it is, and I believe that the present moment is just exactly what it is, no more, no less. And you can you can zoom into reality as much as you want. You can look at atoms, you can study patterns and creatures and all sorts of stuff, but however you choose to direct your attention and your consciousness, that's just you creating reality. There's there's no like substance behind reality. It just is pure consciousness of course pure. it can be measured we can measure time we can measure things in in size we can measure things in how they decay in the way we experience them into the way something tests there's substance everywhere yeah so I, I okay i think i just i think i think i just came to a realization of why oh. my understanding can be confusing mm-hmm. um yeah. well, it's extremely confusing it doesn't like you believe in anything so when I 
I exist now in a place where I'm like I'm constantly relating everything to eternity and eternity what do you hear that give me an example so you can so like eternity is hard to imagine right just like endless time not really I don't think I don't think eternity is hard to imagine at all okay well I don't personally do you yeah well it's you can't really imagine it it's like it just it just is it just goes on forever it's it's yeah i can imagine that very easily i can imagine the theory that i can't understand it or pretend i know what it feels like yeah exactly that's what i mean but i can imagine it very easily i can imagine the feeling i can imagine the feeling of knowing that there's always going to be another day and how different that would be i can't say i have empathy for it but i certainly have sympathy if that makes sense i can imagine it i can't imagine the you know what i mean i can imagine Uh, the feeling i can't you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so so the reason i bring that up is because um yeah you can measure reality and you can measure time and you can measure size but there's a certain distance that you can zoom out where like like all that stuff just sound just seems like like it's just so um cyclical you know and it's it's just all so small and like the first time i did acid i don't know if i've told you the full story but i left my body for years at least it felt like years and right. I just traveled through space as as basically nothing. nobody. Yeah, we have a podcast on this. You did nothing with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in like in NPCs. Um, and like that that moment that was probably one of the most defining experiences of my life because, uh, it just like it just puts everything into perspective. Like like when you when you compare your life to eternity. And like everything happening on earth and stuff, it's, uh, it just, it made me realize what God is. And like, it made me realize how infinite God is. So anyways, I think a lot of people haven't had an experience like that. So that when I, when I talk about my perspective, like it, it doesn't click with people because they just don't because I they don't think that way. Look, pal. You, well, I'm not going to disagree with you with the belief that he's infinite at all, but you know, you're you're suggesting that he is. I, I can even accept that he's he is he is everything. Yeah, God is everything. He created if it's a part of him, in the same way that something I draw is me. Mm-hmm. But in, in in a metaphysical sense, not in a physical sense. Like I can put behind the, I can understand. I'm not not get behind. I can understand the belief that my soul is one with God. I'm with you on that. Boom, makes perfect sense to me. No problem. I'm in. Well, because you, so it sounds to me like you believe that you are Aubrey and that. I am. You've got no proof that I'm not. Right, but you you don't believe that you're more than that. That's what it sounds like. Um, definitely, but a piece. Uh, maybe a collective. 
of course I'm more than just myself because I create ideas and whatnot, but. But like, so in like in your, in your version of heaven, do you picture mm-hmm. yourself as Aubrey existing there? On a soul level. Yeah. And I connect my soul very closely to my consciousness, but I disconnect it from my mortal body and physical things. Okay. Yeah, to use your analogy, um, you could think of, like, if you if you want to try to understand my perspective more, uh, you could think of you, you as God drew Aubrey as a character and then decided to incarnate as the character that you created and, and see through that character's eyes. In the same way that, like, you could write a book telling this, the story of a guy's life and then you know, if you were God, infinitely yeah. all powerful, you could just say, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live this guy's story now." So, and it's it's synonymous with that, really. My understanding. Okay. Ish. I have like I have a lot of moments in my life where I like something will happen. Like maybe I'll be like distracted, or I'll be like in my own head about something, and then something will happen to sort of wake me up and it feels like a reminder that I put there for myself in order to like remind me that I created this and like, you know, like I created this life for myself. It's like myself talking to myself from before I created myself as will. So it's like God talking to will saying, Hey, will remember your God. <laughs> Right. And it's pretty cool. Like that never happened to me really until until I started having like mystical experiences. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really with you. But not I thought it's a bad thing. I think from a metaphysical I don't think we're that different metaphysically. I think our interpretation is different, but I think we both end up in the same place. If we extrapolate this beliefs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, where where do we end up? I mean, hopefully souls in an infinite universe of peace and happiness. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's where we are now. No, I could stab myself right now and go somewhere else. And it would hurt. And people around me would not be infinitely peaceful and happy. (laughs) (laughs) Check me. No, I mean, what I'm saying is like, I think, I don't think heaven is a place you go when you die or like a place that we're eventually going to get to. I think you just create your reality every day and you can... You can create heaven now or or not. But then what happens when we die? Um, in a sense, nothing changes. Like you just are and you well, always... Something has to say. Something has to change, right? I mean, you're God. It's up to you. <laughs> you you <laughs> could literally so. you could literally die and hit the reset button and just be like, all right, let's do that whole thing over again right now. <laughs> But obviously something changes because I don't remember hitting the reset button and doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, um, 
memory wipe is a common why does why does the memory need to be wiped why would we not continue on infinitely gathering wisdom and experiences because because we reached a threshold or because you can't truly gather experiences if you have the prior knowledge of past lives you're not really experiencing things if you know how it all plays out yeah yeah, it's like, you just like cheat, you're not really you, playing. You're, you're not really playing the game if you have all the cheats turned on. Exactly. Yeah, because well, there's no the way mission. you can possibly lose. Then you're not really playing. Right. Um, so here's what we'll do. I, I think one is to close us off, you should rattle off some some sources or names that kind of support the system that people can or mostly me can do some more research on to try to better understand it. All right. Um, so Leo Jura for sure. He's all that last name for me. Uh, G U R A. Um, he has lots of videos on like what is God, what is consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He talks about infinity a lot and explains like the details of infinity, <laughs> which go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy Bentino Massaro. It's a B E N T I N H O space M A S S A R O. And he's a little bit more new agey, a little bit more like like not quite as scientific. Um but he's mm-hmm. he's very just like connected with the the source of creation and like very very present and like Seems like he's main. He can maintain his ability to recognize how he creates each moment. Um, okay, and a third maybe. Uh, let's see, I mean, Alan Watts. Like anything by Alan Watts is amazing. A L E N Watts. A L A N space W A T T S. Perfect. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope everyone is as confused um, as I am. If you're not confused and you want to explain things to me, please feel free to email us on that email that is not publicly listed and that you can't find. Yeah, we should should have an email. Yeah, we definitely should. We definitely should. Any closing words, Will, from you? Um, If you you are mentally stable... Okay, if you didn't understand what I was talking about or what Aubrey was talking about and you are mentally stable, then take a bunch of psychedelics, meditate and let go of your ego. And then you'll understand. And with that, (laughs) we sign off and goodbye.